Welcome to Nine Bob Note with Paul Isles Rush and Ken Moss. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Nine Bob Note. Thank you for sticking with us so far. My name is Paul Isles Rush. And I'm Ken Moss. As usual, we are delving into some of the the big issues, <laughs> tearing them apart, <laughs> making them seem irrelevant, and drinking gin whilst we do it. And since it's your turn, what deadly serious topic have you got for us to discuss this week? The presumption of gayness. Okay, I'm listening. <laughs> So this was this was something that um, occurred to me quite a while ago. It's one of those things that crops up every now and again. But it, the thing that sparked it was when our national treasure, Philip Schofield, <laughs> a, a, a while ago, made the announcement some, under some duress and after having been given no choice in the matter, made the decision to come out as a homosexual having been married for 20-odd years with two grown-up daughters. I mean, we've seen this happen to people before. Mm. It's not. It's nothing new. But what annoyed me is there were quite a few people who immediately responded to this with comments like, I always knew it, and how is this a surprise? And um, I had an argument with one woman who said, I, I was in the audience on Going Live in the 80s, and I knew he was gay then, and I was, and I was just like Margaret. How did you know he's gay? He was, <laughs> what was he doing with men in the Going Live studio, which is a children's TV show? What was he doing that convinced you that he was gay? And and it just got me thinking. There are there are certain qualities which we attribute to gay people. But does that give anyone the right to presume that we are gay or otherwise? Uh, well, I'll be quite honest. My gaydar is <laughs> pathetic. So I did not know. Uh, and I didn't... It's, there's not even a, been a, a flicker of is he or isn't he with Philip Schofield. I've grown up watching this man all the way back to the broom cupboard. So no, it was a bit of a surprise to me, although there's, I've seen many, many internet memes since where Holly Willoughby's got her baps fairly prominently displayed <laughs> and he's uh, manfully looking elsewhere. So uh, good luck to the man. I mean, it can't be easy turn around to your wife and your kids after a quarter of a century Hello! <laughs> I'm not what you thought I was. Um, I don't actually know the story behind it. Was it, did it. You sort of hinted, though, that he was coerced. Was there somebody ready to out him? There were rumours that somebody was, or a newspaper was about mm. to print uh, the story, so he beat them to it. I mean, as far as I can remember, there was quite a tremendous outpouring of sympathy for him and, and support, which... Good. I mean, that's got to be a difficult conversation. It's difficult enough for people when they tell the parents, let alone 60-odd million people <laughs> who are ready to pounce on the slightest thing at any time. Absolutely. And I, But I think you, you made a really good point there because there isn't anything about him that screams... <laughs> <laughs> scream for want of a better word he's gay and people saying oh yeah you could just tell you could just tell and then when i um was arguing with this woman i, I call her margaret i assume that's her name <laughs> no no offense mother 
and I eventually got her down and I said, what do you mean you knew he was gay when you met him? You know, did he tell you? Was he holding his boyfriend's hand? And she said, no, he was just a bit effeminate. And I, I was like, well, so basically you're basing this assumption on a, a gross stereotype. <laughs> That's what it is. I mean, on the flip side, you, a notorious straight man... <laughs> Notorious in many, in many ways, for many reasons. Uh, the the presumption has been made that you are one of us. Uh, I, yes, I, I have a quality, so I'm told, um, which manifested itself at uh, well, one Christmas at your house with your rather lovely brunette neighbour. Uh, so that sort of blew that one out of the water. But uh, you have also, you've been identified as one of us. I seem to remember a night at uh, my brother's bar in the midst of time. When a very enthusiastic young lady i had to tell her uh, while you were on a comfort break that you were in fact a gay <laughs> and uh, she was as crushed as i've ever seen any woman but even when we were growing up bear in mind we used to spend well we used to see each other at least every day <laughs> at least every day how much more often can you see them? um but i did not spot it i didn't see any traits whereas Everybody around that knew you, but didn't quite spend as much time with you closely, said, yes, we, we did think. <laughs> so, God knows. Yeah, I mean, I personally have never looked at you and thought, he is a gay. Maybe it's because I know you well and I see a lot of you and you don't always spot things and things you see every day. Or maybe it's because you don't have the John Inman gene. <laughs> Very true. I remember when I was at university and one of my housemates andy used to uh, write on any <laughs> surface that he could find posters scrolled into the desks and lecture halls scratched on the pavements in the in there with stones written in snow spray on the windows any any medium that he could find he would write paul is gay and I, I once met someone towards the end of our university career and we were talking about something and I said my name was Paul. And then obviously because Andy was there, he was like, oh, are you Paul is gay? And he's, and he's like, but you don't look gay. And at the time I wasn't out. So I was like, well, I'm not gay. It's just the thing. And he said, oh. And he was really disappointed that this Paul is gay character that, that was around Lancaster Uni was just a unfortunately fairly not gay looking person. And I, I suppose I... I was quite upset. But then people also don't understand that we work very hard on being gay. What is it, like a, <laughs> a vocation? Yes, yes. And when you come out, you have to decide what kind of gay you're going to be and how you're going to present it. There's a whole course about oh it. God, is there a song as well? <laughs> There's, there, there is a song. <laughs> yeah. It's not Warp Drive, is it? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> now I've just got that tune in my head. So. <laughs> For all uh, you, you gaylets out there, I think you'll. It's from a, a fantastic series, um, uh, an Australian series called Outland, which is all about a Doctor Who group in <laughs> Australia. It only ran for one series. Adam Richard, the creator of this thing, is he's on Twitter. He's got his own podcast, but in one of the episodes of this thing, they've got this bloody catchy <laughs> song and dance routine, which they portray within the series as the coming out song. You need to know the dance. You need to know the words. It's one of the rules when you come out. But it is incredibly catchy. Yes, it is. So, but 
when you've put so much effort into it and then someone turns around and said, oh, I didn't think you were gay <laughs> or I, I would never have guessed that you were gay. It's not always necessarily the compliment that straight people think it is because it's like, oh, well, I don't I don't want people to think that I'm straight. That's why I carry this rainbow flag with you, me <laughs> at all times. You've been up all night <laughs> sewing sequins into your condoms. Just, <laughs> I am a gay. Yes. Acknowledge me. <laughs> Yeah, well, you didn't convince the... Uh, this is way, way before you met your charming husband, so I can <laughs> say this with impunity, but you didn't convince those um, other beautiful girls you dated at uni, so... The beards. <laughs> the beards. <laughs> That's the term that is, is used for when... Um, for, like, where, you know, when Elton John got married to a woman. Yeah. Even though he knew he was gay, that she was a beard. It's just a roller coaster of of learning with you, isn't it? <laughs> Every day. See, that's in the, that's in the course. <laughs> so it's time for feather or not. In the grand scheme of things, how important is it that people are presumed or not presumed to be a gay? I would say it's it obviously it's a it's a personal thing, and it depends on your circumstances. In the grand scheme of thing, it's probably not mega important, but for some people it probably is. I reckon it's deserving of three feather bowls. Again, we're <laughs> in conjunction because there's a flip side to that coin where, all right, if you're gay and people sort of, oh, I didn't know you were gay, or, oh, I always knew he was gay. But on the flip side of that coin, for everybody that gets, oh, I didn't know, you'll get people that aren't gay that, are you gay? And that, <laughs> they spend their entire life fending off questions about what their preferences are that must get a bit wearing too yes so but yes i do think it's a middle of the road sort of issue absolutely so let's turn on the tv it's time for screening queens now i've proved myself remarkably (laughs) inadept at this so i think i'm just going to hand over the reins permanently to you and you can (laughs) Actually, I have got one for this. It, it's a slightly tenuous thing, but it is a series that everyone should watch. Uh, so we'll, I'll crowbar it in. Shit's Creek. I've heard of it. I've not seen it. Netflix series. It's a comedy, six series, and basically it's about this family who are mega rich and very spoiled, very bratty. The kids have never done a day's work in their life kind of thing. <laughs> and they suddenly lose everything overnight. Their accountants fiddled the books and stuff. So they lose everything. The only thing they've got is their dad bought the son for his 18th birthday, this town called Shit's Creek, as a, as a joke. Um, and because it's in his son's name, they, they still own this town. So that's the only thing. So they have to go and live there. And it's a backwater town. And it's, it's just basically about them adapting to life. The link to the episode is one of the characters, David, who's the son of the family. He dresses in a very unusual way. He is quite effeminate in the in the way that he portrays himself. And you just, rightly or wrongly, considering what we've been talking about, you assume that he's gay. Mm. And a few episodes in, he sleeps with a girl and there's no mention of it. There's no like, oh, oh, I didn't, you know, I've never done that before kind of thing. It's just that. And although it's never actually officially labeled he is bisexual 
Mm. But it's just right from the very start, there isn't even the mention of him being bi. You just assume, as the viewer, that he's gay. So it's a massive shock when he sleeps with this woman, but then possibly dabbles in a bit of both as, <laughs> as the series goes on. But it's a very funny series, very sweet. I've got one episode left to watch that I don't want to watch because then that'll be it. It'll be over. So I've been not watching it for three months. <laughs> Yeah, it's, yes. Netflix, it does draw you in. It's very easy to binge mm. on Netflix. But with that, we've come to the end of the episode. Uh, thank you again for listening. We'll be back next week with another burning issue of the day. And I think, because it's in, been in my head and probably yours for the whole episode, I'm going to play us out to Warp Drive. So enjoy the song, and we'll see you then. <laughs> Bob Note featured Paul Isles Rush and Ken Moss. Title music was by Mark Scheiman, and the program was produced by Maverick Productions. For more information, please visit maverickproductionsuk.blogspot.com or find us on social media.